Hello and welcome to another edition of Interview with DJ Nocturna. Please like, subscribe, share, and comment if you're listening or watching on my YouTube channel. My guest is a musician, producer, songwriter, and also a rock and roll photographer, Amo. Hi, how are you? I'm thank you for joining thanks. me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, for being here. I know, um, you know, what an interesting name. I when I first when I first um, saw the, I guess the press release. I go, okay, is that your real name? It's not, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, well, that's pretty cool. No, that's cool. Yeah. It was, a, it was gifted to me um, in my teenage years. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, you want to tell us about that? How'd you get that name? If you want to. Um, just like an old bandmate, my teenager oh. days. Uh, she She was really good at coming up with uh, nicknames for everyone and no one could ever come up with a nickname for her. So it was, it was quite ironic, but, um, yeah. So, uh, ammo kind of stuck. I didn't think it was like very fitting for me at first. And, um, I worked with a mentor years later and he said, he said, you got to use that name cause it's memorable. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll try it. And then, I started using it and now it just became a part of me. And uh, yeah, so that's what I go yeah, by so now, I guess. <laughs> I guess you're probably referring to your band Brass Box, right? Is that who you're referring to? Oh, no, no, no. Brass Box is like well later. I've, I've been through a many okay. of bands and projects. Um, uh, yeah, the, the early one with a friend was just kind of, I don't okay, know. yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's <was> interesting. <laughs> so your your current the, the band Brass Box is that is that's that's a current band right now, right? Uh yeah, we're um I mean, we were playing or we took a short break after our record came out um in 2019 and then right when we were about to start playing again, uh, I think we had a show booked towards the end of March of 2020, and we all know what happened around yeah. that time. So um, we were about, we didn't even have a rehearsal um, and before because uh, we were like, what's going on? Are we going to play a show? Um, you know, and kind of just like everything got canceled and we we're like all right so we ended up not even um rehearsing for for that show and uh then we just kind of uh yeah. everyone kind of was just like all right what are what's everyone doing and um i had some music stashed away and so um i met up with an old friend from another old band of mine called black flamingo and uh, he's a drummer, uh, quite an amazing like, jazz trained mm -hmm. drummer, and he does a lot of percussion. And he's the DJ mm. uh, in the 90s, like drum bass stuff. Um, and so we kind of quarantined together and worked on my uh, oh, solo stuff. Yeah, yeah, so that's all the stuff you're hearing now is oh, um, what we worked on um, during the beginning of you know, that so, whole thing um, that I, happened I, to the world. <laughs> yeah. So I guess what you're talking about is a single that you released early in uh, 2021, right? Rose and Crown. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Yeah. So that was the first. I, I know you, you directed that, right? And then it was co-filmed by um, someone named Christ- Christopher Slater. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a, an old, old friend of mine. Um, I just was telling him uh, about my project and he was like, oh, let me help you film some stuff. And I was like, great. Um, so he helped with all of the um, more of the abstract footage and then the stuff of myself, I ended up filming on my own because I ended up moving to Northern California to the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I only had myself to work with <laughs> at that point. Um, but we had shot some footage in uh, Allegiant Park oh, okay. in Los Angeles um, before I left. So I had some stuff to work with, which was cool. And and the, the dancer um, was a friend. Uh, uh, I taught Pilates for a long time and um, she was a friend at the studio and she said she would do some dancing for some, some weird dancing for me in the, in the forest. Oh (laughs) yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. (laughs) So, so the B-sides to that, to Rose and Crown is actually a single, it's a tribute to, to the late um, post-punk songwriter and uh, lead, lead vocalist for the sound, right? Adrian Borland. Yeah. So that's a, that's the total recall song, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did, I did a song and then also brass box did uh, one of the songs as well. Cause it was for a compilation off okay. of the label that I work with uh, Dune altar through uh, for brass box. They released the LP and then um, uh, Justin, the owner of the label reached out and asked if we wanted to be a part of the compilation. And um, I'm like a huge a fan of the sound like ever since I was a teenager they've had like a immense mm-hmm. um influence mm-hmm. in my life and so I, I I was like just let me do one on my own too so we did the brass box one and then I um uh did the uh total recall on my own so was that um was the making of that particular single was for a charitable cause yeah, so um, it, it's for um, the painted brain, and all the proceeds go towards um, uh, that. Um, a lot of it's like so, social justice, but also mental illness, um, because Adrian Borland had um, like severe mental illness. So it was uh, made to like bring awareness to that, especially like the whole. Uh, like a lot of artists, I feel like struggle and they use yeah. art to, you know, mm-hmm. express how, how they're feeling. So it kind of goes hand in hand. And I was really happy to um, be able to be a part of it. Yeah. And that, and that's on that label done alter a label. Is that where it's from? Yeah. Dune alter is from LA. Um, and they, uh, Justin's great. He has really great taste in bands and, um, yeah, they they released uh, Glare, mm-hmm. um, The Lungs, uh, the, I think it's The Ends. Um, I don't know. Like the roster is pretty, pretty solid. And then the the people who contributed to the um, compilation was, were like actors um, were on there. If I recall um, Collapsing Scenery, uh, Thief, and a few other. Like it was it's a really solid, um, you know body of work i think so this isn't your independent work right just it's just called amo amo mm-hmm. yeah 
your independent work. Um, what are some of your um, inspiration, musical inspiration? It's very ethereal-like, right? Yeah, I um, I tend to be a very moody person. So <laughs> um, I think it's just how I deal with the world, my feelings for, uh, I don't, it's, I just have a hard time verbally expressing myself. And um, I feel like that's why my music tends to be so um, mood driven. Mm -hmm. And um, I like layers. And I just I like how the phonetics of words, like how certain words sound, and I like building and stacking um, sounds to where they like start to harmonize. And I've been known to have many, many, many vocals and guitar tracks and get a little out of control. But um, I've been trying to on writing now, I've been trying to kind of like reel it in and not, you know, go so overboard. But I do like to work with like the feedback and like looping certain things and just getting like, I just want to feel it inside. Mm -hmm. And that's what helps me kind of um, build on everything. Um, so you play, I know you play the bass. You play the bass. Am I right? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you, yeah. Whether do you play other, any other instruments? Yeah. Um, a little bit of, I play guitar. So on, uh, so brass box, and most of my previous bands, I've played bass and sang mostly. Um, but this project, uh, I've been playing more guitar. So live, I think I'm going to play guitar. Um, I haven't really decided fully yet. Um, but uh, I'm still working on putting together a band so we can start playing live uh, soon. Hopefully this coming spring, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I really hope we can get out there soon. Not, you know, you know, to concerts again, opening up and. It's yeah. Just, it's you know, <laughs> up and down. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm actually supposed to go to a Nick Cave concert in March and I hope I can, you know, because. Um, oh, yeah. I got the tickets ready and everything. So I hope that doesn't cancel. Um, now, I, I know your music is kind of has been described to be a little bit of like a, some David Lynch influence, I guess. Um, is that correct? Um, well, I'm, I, I do like David Lynch, but um, I would, I would say he would be like maybe a piece of the pie oh, okay. of my inspiration. Um, I think that uh, a lot of people have said that my music reminds them of Julie Cruz. Um, oh. So I feel like that's where that kind of influence. Oh, yeah. there, there was a song, I guess, because um, David Lynch has been getting into music uh, besides film and he's also an artist and all of that. And so, uh, yeah, I, guess I could see that. What are some of yeah. your do you have any favorite David Lynch movies? Um, I mean, uh, you know, the, the, I, everybody likes, you know, the typical <laughs> Lost Highway, Mulholland Drive, you know. Um, yeah. Um, I like your Raise Your Head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like a mix of things. I... I, I don't know. I think it just depends. I, uh, some of his early stuff is really inspiring just because of, um, like his, uh, the stuff he did in, in like before he did like full on films and, and such oh like his God. shorts. Yeah. Um, I enjoy cause it's, it shows 
his creativity um, and how much he's he was willing to do without having the funds, you know, and the means that he did I finally know. get later on, you know. So I really enjoy seeing artists um, in their early days. That's always like, yeah, yeah, when when they give so much, right? Yeah, 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 That's and it's just I, I feel like it's just, um, and then you can watch them grow. You know, and in the early stuff, it's like you have a lot of restrictions too, usually because um, most people yeah. don't have the funds or, you know, whatever it is they need to create stuff. So you really have to either want it really bad or be um, okay. really uh, creative about how you um, make or gather what you need, you know, and sometimes it just takes a long time yeah. to get it all together. Now, you're also um, a film. I mean, I know you feature some film, right? Um, you co-founded, uh, you know, you, maybe you can explain a little bit about that. Um, it's a platform for women musicians and the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Um, in uh, Los Angeles, um, a friend of mine, well, actually a couple of friend of, friends of mine, um, we got together and we started uh, this um, organization called Play Like a Girl. And it was hosted at the Echo and the Echoplex um, in Echo Park. Mm -hmm. And we had, um, you know, we had younger female musicians, um, not all female, but, you know, the, yeah. the people who are, you know, always forgot, <laughs> forgot, you know, and yeah. um, um yeah, we would have shows and we started doing workshops and interviews and mm -hmm. um, kind of just creating a platform where people who generally don't have a voice um, had oh, a place to go. And it um, it was really cool. It was um, I filmed a lot of the events. So there I think there's some videos maybe on YouTube that are still mm -hmm. up from that. Um I don't think much is going on anymore, obviously, because like shows and things yeah. haven't been happening. Um, but um, yeah, a lot of people met there and formed bands. Um, it just became like a really great community um, of people. And a lot of the bands, um, you know, they would come play and then they would, you know, yeah, turn into some like massive band. Like I think we had the regrets play and then like a month later they were, you know, signed to, I think Warner or something, yeah. but um, it, it was cool. Cause it, it was just a small community and everyone was like very supportive and um, very open. Um, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes uh, being in music can be like a very, um, masculine place yeah. so it's nice to just have a, a space where you know oh, yeah yeah I, I totally know what you mean um have you ever had any challenging times because uh you're a you're a woman in a masculine um kind of um dominated industry um yes and no um i feel like i had learned very early on how to take care of myself and so mm. when um things would happen i would just you know like 
nip it in the bud. You just say something, or I, I would call it out, or you know whatnot. Um, there were times when, like, my bandmates, um, especially in Brass Box, because it's all guys, and then me, um, like a sound person would start talking to one of my bandmates and asking them about like my vocals and mm-hmm. this and that, and um, uh, they would be like, "Oh, we'll talk to her." You know, they'd always like kind of have my back and. Um, so that's always good to have, you know, your bandmates supporting you or like, you know, yeah. kind of calling that out. But um, the echo, uh, it was um, or is, is like pretty, you know, they, they hire really great people. And if you're kind of an ass, they just <laughs> ditch you, you know, <laughs> so I never really had any problems there. But when I was younger, definitely. Um, was uh had some issues but I was I, I kind of drank a lot too so I could be kind of mean and I think <laughs> that kind of like trumped something sometimes because they'd be like oh that crazy drunk girl over there I'm not talking to her I'm not gonna <laughs> deal with her or whatever so I kind of just like slid under the radar a little bit but yeah there are definitely definitely times I had to you know I either so, just like left or whatever you know yeah. So I know you're also a rock and roll photographer. What What is that like? I mean, that's interesting. You probably use um, backstage pass. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I think playing music and uh, shooting music kind of go hand in hand because mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm always around all these really creative people. Yeah. And um I just always had a camera in my hand and um, yeah. uh, photography I had been doing since I was like, I don't know, 13, 12, 13. Uh-huh. And um, I used to develop my own film and I'd work in the dark room. And um, yeah. uh, so that was really fun. And then I just started going out and I think I just was like, a little shy. So I, uh-huh. so I think um, having a camera in my hand really helped uh break the ice and get to know people Mm -hmm. when I was younger. And then I just continued with it. And I just, I have um, a huge, uh, I just love aesthetics. I like tone and like just visual aids and um, photography and and, uh, art. And I think just being able to have that camera to really relate to people and to also um, just document yeah. like what's backstage or behind the curtain and just like fun people, just weirdos hanging out. And I don't yeah. know, I feel like um, in the early age, it was just me trying to find uh, my tribe and then yeah, get, getting really weird and, and <laughs> I could take photos and, mm-hmm. you know, and so it kind of became like this, um, crutch that I had that I was like oh I, I I'm a photographer I can talk to people about this or it's like a good icebreaker um so I think that's kind of where where it started it was kind of a mishmash you know like I love art and photography but also it helped me kind of like break through and yeah me figure I mean, out who I am when somebody's an artist I guess they all of those things kind of blend in you know with photography you know uh, songwriting and you know you, you meet the same kind of people who are creative like you are yeah the industry is just like that just so cool yeah yeah 
So now you have a, you just released, um, I think it came out in December, your latest single, right? It's called mm-hmm. A Cold War City. And this is yeah. released on a Morning Sun Records. Is, is that, um, tell us about that label, Morning Sun uh, Records. It's my own uh, label that I created just for this project. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it, but um, (laughs) uh, for now I'm going to release everything under that and it seems to be doing pretty well. So uh, eventually I'd like to, um, I have a full record that um, is- Oh, is that coming out? um, I still have to put some finishing touches on it, but I'm hoping to release it on the label. And then- um, uh, possibly do some vinyl if I can get in the queue of you know the long list of. <laughs> so when is it? When is it? Wanna... When is it? When is the album going to be coming out? I don't know. I yeah. I was hoping that it would come out um, in spring, but uh, there's just been a few roadblocks. You know, everything takes yeah. a little bit longer than <laughs> you want it to, especially when you're doing everything on your own. So. So tell us about a Cold War City. What tell us what is the what is that about? What's the inspiration behind that particular single? Um, that single, there's a lot of different layers mm. to it. Um, as with like most of my songs, there's always like kind of a, a thread that gets things going, and then it kind of melds into something. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I like to play with words and sometimes things don't have a direct meaning. But um, this one, I kind of started thinking about um, past memories and um, how people think about their memories and then potentially create ones that aren't necessarily the truth or what happened. Mm -hmm. But yeah, then yeah. they start to believe them because they just, um, over time, you know, you keep telling yourself a story that maybe is just like slightly off, you know, or uh, just yeah. a little like embellished or I don't know, either way it can go in any direction. Um, and I just think about how, how many people do that, you know, like mm-hmm. what, um, I think it's just like a part of being human. And um, so I just wanted to kind of explore that aspect, but there's also other meanings like hidden in the song. And also I, I like it when people take on um, their own meaning for the song, you know, cause uh, mm-hmm. I feel like our past experiences, you know, can bring us to a point where we have, we can interpret, interpret things, you know, differently. And so that particular single was, was uh, co-produced and recorded by Alex Postle. I'm, uh, you know, excuse me if I'm butchering the name. Uh, <laughs> it's right? okay. Is that right? Okay. And, and mixed and mastered by Robert Duncan IV. Um, and this is, of course, it's called Cold War Cities. It, it came out last December. And um, people can find it on your Bandcamp page. Mm-hmm. And you, you also have a website, Music by Amo. Is, is, there, is Amo, right? That's how you, it's pronunciation. I always have to ask somebody how to pronounce their Oh, their, yeah. No, it's Ammo. Ammo, Ammo. It's like ammunition, yeah. Ammo. Okay, <laughs> musicbyammo.com for more if you want more details on that. 
And then uh, the, the the vinyl, the the album will be coming out, so, you know, so hopefully by next year sometime uh, or th- later this year. This Later this year, yeah. yeah. Oh, if it's not out by this year, I would be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, yeah, we look forward to it. Um, and big shout out, of course, to Shauna, uh, Shauna at uh, Shameless Promotion PR. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, okay, well. You know, congratulations on your releases and, um, you know, hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, thank you for having me.